Hey, this is Coach Freddie here, inspiring people to do things that inspire them, and welcome to the I Have for Evolution, where we'll be discussing the benefits of growing and using industrial hemp for people, planet, and profit. Conversations about the history, legalization, farming, harvesting, processing, building, manufacturing, investing, and how industrial hemp can benefit people's lives, heal the planet, and how it can be used to make thousands of products and boost the economy and business. So, are you ready to join the iHemp revolution? Hey, this is Coach Freddie, and I'm here with Lawrence Serban. Uh, he is the president of the HIA and owns a company called Hemp Traders in Paramount, California. How are you doing, Lawrence? Hey, Coach Freddie. How are you doing? Thanks for having me on. Well, it's a pleasure having you on here, and we met at the HIA convention in Denver a few weeks ago. Lawrence, can you tell us a little bit about your yourself, how you got into the hemp industry and your hemp business? Okay, well, uh, I got in the hemp industry uh, actually quite a while ago. Uh, I was uh, graduating college in 1990, and uh, I was earning a degree in biology. And I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life, but I kind of had an idea that I wanted to start a business, and I wanted it to be environmental. And right about that time uh, was when uh, Jack Herrera wrote the book, The Emperor Wears No Clothes. Mm -hmm. uh, happened to get a copy of it. I read the book, and I remember one morning I woke up, and it hit me like a ton of bricks. Uh, I was like, that's it. I'm going to start a hemp business. And this was 1990. And at that time, there were absolutely no hemp businesses at all <laughs> in the country. So I yeah. kind of uh, I ran around in circles for a little bit, uh, couldn't really find anything going on. So I looked back at the book, The Emperor Wears No Clothes, and in the back, I saw an advertisement for an organization called the Business Alliance for Commerce and Hemp, and, and BACH, B-A-C-H. So I, I was like, wow, okay, that's it, business people, people who want to get involved in hemp for business. So I called up uh, the number there. I spoke with a gentleman by the name of Chris Conrad. And lo and behold, they happened to be located in the L.A. area where I was living. So it worked out great. And he happened to tell me that within a week they were going to have a meeting. And if I was interested, I should come on by. So I was I was really excited. I'm you know newly graduated from college and put on my suit, put on my tie, get my briefcase, go over to uh, the apartment where they were having this event, I knock on the door, the door opens up, and it was like I walked into a Cheech and Chong movie. <laughs> I mean, smoke billows out of the apartment, you know, and everyone kind of looks at me, everyone was like, a sixties hippie in there. Everyone looked at me in my suit and tie, you know, wondering, you know, is this guy a cop, what's going on here? So, uh, but, you know, they invited me in, I came in, I sat down, I spoke with everyone, and uh, lo and behold, by the end of the meeting, I was, you know, excited again about him, you know, ready to get going, and so uh, I began to volunteer my time at the Business Alliance for Commerce and Hemp, 
And uh, within about seven months, uh, Chris Honrad decided to move to Europe to write his own book on hemp. And they left me, and I actually became the president of Bach, the Business Alliance for Commerce and Hemp, from around 91 to 92. And it was during that time that I uh, figured out all the different things in hemp, and I knew I wanted to do something, but I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. And I happened to find, or I located, a supplier in China who was selling hemp fabric. And of course, we all knew you could make fabric from hemp, so that was very exciting. So in 1994, I formed my company and began to import hemp fabric into, into the United States and began to sell it uh, in America. Uh, since that time, uh, we've grown, we've expanded into hemp uh, twine, yarn, rope, webbing, uh, hemp fiber. We also sell hemp seeds, we sell hemp essential oil, we sell hemp t-shirts. We're mostly focusing on the hemp fiber products. And uh, now uh, we're in uh, the city of Paramount, which is a suburb of L.A., not too far from the port of Long Beach, where we uh, get most of our products. And uh, we have, I have a staff of uh, three people here, and we're actually probably the largest uh, hemp supplier in the U.S. when it comes to fabric and fiber products. You have three employees, so how long have they been with you? Oh, okay. Well, uh, my oldest employees have been with me for a long time, since, uh, geez, I think about 97, so uh, about maybe uh, 19 years or so. And the other two employees have been with me for at least 10 years. Okay. Back about 2005, 2006. Yeah, and who are your typical customers that you sell to now? All right, well, our... Number one selling product is the hemp fabric, and we sell that to various industries. Uh, one of the bigger industries would be the apparel industry. You know, anytime you see a hemp t-shirt, you know, that comes from the fabric, or, you know, clothes, pants, jeans, things like that. Uh, another market for us is the home furnishings market. So people are making things like uh, upholstery, furniture, uh, wall coverings, slip covers, lampshades, and uh, curtains are some of the many things where hemp works really, really well. And a surprising niche is we sell quite a bit of hemp into the reusable fiber market. Uh, oh. Since hemp is naturally uh, water absorbent and resistant to microbes, it makes a great reusable uh, diaper. Wow, okay. So that's good. It's good on the babies too, huh? Yes. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, if you use a reusable diaper, they found that you can save about $2,000 per baby for, you know, the, the, the time that they're wearing the diapers. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's great. That's, that works really well. What would you say to someone if they say, I, I want to get into the hemp business? How would you answer that question? All right. Well, that, that's a very good question. Uh, I get that question all the time. People are hearing about hemp. They're hearing about cannabis. You know, it seems like something exciting, something big to get into, but they're not sure what to do. Well, a few things that I want to tell people, and that is hemp and cannabis are really not one industry. It's actually many different industries, going, you know, to the basic level of a farmer, 
to you know people who are harvesting, doing harvesting equipment, to people who are doing the processing of it, to the people who are doing the manufacturing, packaging, uh, and retail of, of all the various products that we made. So there's quite a bit open to people who are interested in hemp. Uh, what I generally recommend is most people enjoy or are knowledgeable about a certain aspect uh, of their industry. For example, maybe they're very good at real estate, they're very, maybe they're very good at law, or maybe they're very good at cooking or baking, or they're very good at uh, engineering. And what I found is if you're into hemp, uh, the best thing to do is take the skills that you know and try to apply it to hemp or uh, see how you can have hemp uh, used in whatever you're already doing. Uh, that seems to be the best thing rather than people trying to relearn a whole new uh, industry. Uh, I would not necessarily recommend people to start growing hemp unless you're already a farmer. Uh, if you're not a farmer, then you should probably get into some uh, other aspect of the hemp. But there's so many things you can do. Uh, for example, we have all the fiber products. Uh, we have the seeds. We have the oil. Uh, we have, uh, you know, uh, all the textiles that come out of it. Uh, we have all of the building materials. Some people are really into construction. They get involved in the whole building aspects of hemp. Um, People who are into, into the seeds and oil and food and health, uh, they can get into that aspect of it. And also with hemp, we also have the medical industrial hemp, and that's through the, uh, all the CBD products that are coming out there. And a lot of people really enjoy, uh, having healing products of that nature, medical or, uh, pharmaceutical or herbal products that, uh, utilize cannabidiol. And people are getting in the industry in that way as well. So there's quite a bit. Uh, another thing I'd like to emphasize is that uh, now's the time to get into it. You know, I really encourage if you've been on the fence on whether you want to get into hemp or not, now is the time to do it. There's more potential now uh, than there's ever been before. Uh, with uh, prohibition crumbling, the states starting to legalize it. You now, now's the time to, to join the rush. Where do you see the industry going? In other words, what would you say would be the, the biggest industry in the next, let's say, the next two, three years? All right. Well, if, if you were to look right now and say, okay, what part of industrial hemp is the largest? Uh, I would say it's the seeds. So that would be hemp being grown for grain, where they're harvesting the seeds and they're either selling the seed, they're selling the the uh, seed with the shell removed, that's a whole product, or they're crushing the seed and they're selling the oil in the remaining product, which is the seed cake. That's where the most volume is at right now. So, you know, in that regard, you can go down the line a bit. You know, if you're in the food or health food, you, you can use, you know, hemp protein powder or hemp uh, seed oil in your products. Uh, but that's the biggest uh, another large one right now would be the medical, which would be CBDs and or recreational. If you get into, you know, uh, marijuana sales, that's pretty big too, but that's going to start getting more and more competitive as time goes on. 
uh, more people are getting into it, and it's not that hard to grow hemp from the flowers. So it's a little bit risky. You have to find a real uh, niche uh, in, in, in that particular market. How do you see the construction industry doing in this? Uh, it's about to get a lot better, uh, mainly because uh, in order for in order for the construction industry to work, you have to have a lot of raw materials. So in this case, we're usually talking uh, hemp herds or the middle core fiber. Mm-hmm. The only way you can get that volume is you have to have the hemp being grown, you know, on a farm, you know, hundreds or thousands of acres of it growing. We've never had that in America. Uh, in fact, you know, so until now, we've had to import all of that hemp herd, either from China or from Europe, and that made it very expensive. Uh, with hemp now being legalized, uh, we are now able to start getting that hemp herd fiber directly from the United States. And uh, one, it's a lower price because we are more efficient in producing uh, the hemp and the hemp herds, and two, since it's already in the U.S., transportation costs are usually a lot less to get it to where you need it, uh, that particular construction site. Uh, I've been in selling hemp for 22 years. I only sold my very first American-grown hemp product about maybe a month and a half ago. Wow. Yeah, you know, so that that's where, that's, really how close we are to it just beginning now. Yeah, and what product was that? It was actually uh, hemp herds. It was uh, some American hemp herds, and I'm also selling some American-grown hemp fiber as well. Okay, well, that's super. That's great to see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can see the construction industry, uh, once they have enough herd grown here in the United States, it's going to start taking off. Yeah, it's still, that, and that's a slow industry, and the problem with that is, uh, so far it's generally been done on a, like a house-per-house basis, and that it's been done for individuals who have the money to basically have their own house put together, and they just, you know, decided that they wanted to do it with hemp. And that's a, that's a tough business model, because if you are either selling the hemp herds or you're building a house, you're not, you're only getting one job for like two years or something. So, uh, in order for it to really take off, we have to have a lot of hemp herd raw material here available. And we have to get some, uh, regular builders of commercial property or commercial housing to make the decision that they're going to start working with hemp as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I and, see, I um, see we're, that. We're not. Yeah, we're not far away because you can you can make some good arguments that hemp uh, is more efficient in building and will result in uh, lower heating and cooling costs. So, where do you see your business in, let's say, two or three years from now? Well, I'm really hoping we're going to have in the next two or three years a very big expansion of our business or expansion of sales, I should say, simply because you know there's new hemp being available in America. The, low, you know, the number one problem we've had all these years is that it's generally always been more money than uh, similar products that are out there. But with hemp growing here and being able to utilize uh, hemp fiber as a waste product and growing it for the grain, uh, we now have the opportunity where hemp can, can compete directly with other fibers 
And in this instance, uh, hemp will have some unique properties that are going to make it superior uh, to uh, uh, fibers that are currently being used. So we're thinking, I, I'm, I think we're going to have phenomenal growth in the next two or three years. Yes, I agree with you there. It's on the rise. We can see it all over the place, and it's starting to explode all over. People are getting excited about it. I've traveled all around the country this year, uh, nine months. Now I'm here in the Virgin Islands uh, working with people here because it's legal to grow here now. And so we're going to see what steps are, are first down here. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Um, I might want to add, it's interesting that you're in the Virgin Islands and people want to grow it there. Uh, a common uh, problem that I get is somebody says, hey, I am here and I want to start growing hemp. What do I do? And I have to, a couple of questions we, you have to ask is, one, is it legal? Because you have to absolutely be certain you're not going to get arrested or have uh, your crop uh, confiscated. And, there are examples of that happening with a few people, so you have to absolutely make sure that it is legal for you to grow it, if you need permits, you have all of that. You have all of, all of those things taken care of. Uh, number two, if you're going to grow it, you're going to have to make a decision right away. Uh, you're going to have to decide if you're going to grow it for seed, if you're going to grow it for fiber, or if you're going to grow it for flowers. Because each one uh, requires uh, usually a different strain of hemp uh, to grow. And two, it's also grown differently. Uh, you have a, a different uh, concentration of ha- uh, plants per square meter in all three of those scenarios. So I normally tell people that if you're going to get into it, decide which of those three you want to go for and then focus on that one. Don't try to do it all. Uh, in all three of those scenarios, you will end up uh, with the hemp herd as a byproduct. Mm-hmm. Yes. Or an, and if you're growing it for seed and flower, uh, you'll end up with both herd and kind of uh, scrap fiber left over as well. Okay. That's going to be uses for everything. All, the whole plant. Yes, yeah. where uh, scrap fiber might not be suitable for uh, uh, good apparel. It could be used for rough textiles or for non-woven purposes. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, it's not actually woven into anything that you use just as the fiber. Okay. And the herd, of course, can be used uh, to make uh, hempcrete. Uh, it can also be used to, to make hemp board. Uh, and I've also heard of a handful of other products as well. In California there, where you're at, they're going to start growing it there pretty much, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm glad you brought that up. You know, what's happening uh, politically, uh, and that is, uh, right now, five states are will have initiatives on the ballot in November to legalize recreational marijuana, yet, but only California's initiative will also legalize industrial hemp. Not only will it legalize it, it will fully legalize it and make it the, uh, it, we will now be the easiest state to grow industrial hemp. We will have the advantage at that time. And this is a game changer for California. I mean, oh. this, is, this is a really, really good opportunity. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you have a lot of land down there, and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, California's the biggest state for right. growing. Well, uh, the second largest state, but we're the largest when it comes to agricultural output. Right. Yeah. We, we, we grow more things here in California than any other state. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, I lived there for thirty years, so uh, well, I, I understand. Central Valley, you've seen it all. Well, one thing I want to talk about just a little bit here uh, before we wrap this up is you are the president of HIA, Hemp Industry yeah, Association. Uh, right. Yeah, I kind of continued my uh, this sort of work, and uh, I am now uh, the president of the Hemp Industries Association, the HIA, and I've been had that job for about a year, and uh, the the uh, organization has been around, this is about 1994, but since hemp was never really legal to grow in the U.S., the organization and the membership have always remained uh, very small. What's happened is uh, when Colorado legalized industrial hemp in uh, 2012, it kind of opened up the doors, and our membership has, I think, doubled or tripled since that time. And we're in the process of kind of uh, growing the organization, kind of uh, putting a new face on it, uh, putting it more together. And basically, we're going through growing pains to have a fully functional, great organization to represent industrial hemp. Yeah, HIA is really great. I know Eric quite well. He's been on the podcast. Uh, he traveled with us from uh, New York to where he lived in Maryland on the hemp road trip bus with us. So that was really great. Cool. Yeah, Eric's a great guy. We're really we're happy to have him as our executive director. So any last things that you want to mention here about either the HIA or the hemp traders? I started my company with, you know, with just me, you know, working out of my, you know, my apartment. You know, my one room was actually even a studio apartment back in 1990. And I was able to grow it into a, you know, a business. We have a, you know, a warehouse, we have, you know, an office, we have employees, we're moving, you know, millions of dollars of hemp every year. So, you know, I, want to, uh, I encourage that. I mean, I, I enjoy uh, entrepreneurship. I enjoy, enjoy success. And I encourage people to uh, adopt that spirit and start their own businesses with hemp and, you know, uh, make money, have a living, and uh, do something that you enjoy during your life. Yeah, that's what it's all about. That's uh, exactly what my coaching is about. So, you know. Right. Inspiring people to do things that inspire them, get inspired about the industrial hemp industry, find a mm -hmm. direction in there that you want to go, and off you go. Yes, exactly. Okay. Well, Lawrence, I want to thank you very much for being a guest on the iHamp Revolution podcast. All right. Thank you so much, Coach Freddie. I want to thank our listeners for tuning in today and make sure that you subscribe to the iHemp Revolution podcast on iTunes or Stitcher Radio. Give us a review and follow us on facebook.com forward slash iHempRevolution. Like us and then tell your friends. Help us spread the word about how using industrial hemp can benefit people, heal the planet, and provide long-term profit. This is your host, Coach Freddie, inspiring people to do things that inspire them, and thanks for joining the iHemp Revolution.